punk rock, street trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Hello listeners and losses, this is Wastelands and I'm Adam Obscene and with me as always is the mighty, mighty... Mark and Mark. Adam Obscene. Hello, here we are. We're deep into the Halloween month of October. October. Uh, we're uh, doing a spooky season and uh, you would have caught Leprechaun 1 and Leprechaun 2. This episode is going to be more of a, a, a homage, collective, uh, I guess, uh, therapy session. Um <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna play this trailer, and we'll play a couple of trailers this episode, and we'll do a couple of body counts. But this is the first one. Las Vegas, a gambler's dream, and a dreamer's paradise. They're all about to meet their worst nightmare. Look out, Vegas! Take it over! Now, the leprechaun's back in the city that never sleeps. <laughs> the leprechaun's back in the city that never sleeps. Yes. Um, and really, this movie is actually a cure, cure for insomnia. <laughs> actually, no, I'm being a little bit brutal. Look, listeners, if you haven't killed him, we're going to actually do uh, a batch of um, leprechaun movies because we just can't dedicate it, dedicate an episode per one. And what we really <laughs> wanted to do was actually use this as a point in case in a, in a, in a scientific experiment the show and methodolo- methodology that happens when you kick off with a bit of a bit of a hidden gem, yep. and then through its sequels they get like sillier. And sillier. So, this is a perfect example, Marco. This is my take on um, Leprechaun, right? Started off as a legit horror movie with Mm -hmm. touches of comedy. Sure. By the the time it gets to five and six, (laughs) um, it becomes a comedy Mm. with touches of horror. (laughs) Ah, I see. Like The the flip is on. And it kind of happened to a few of the, the horror staples. In, yes, in, it did. In the eighties and nineties, um, and you always can tell when a horror franchise is jumping the shark when the situations become just that little bit more absurd every every entry. Yeah, in saying that, it hasn't quite happened yet. So, Leprechaun Three or oh, Leprechaun man. Hits Vegas is actually better than Leprechaun Two but not as good as Leprechaun 1. But in saying that, is still a long watch. So let's let's just really... We're going to go through the process. Los Angeles, you know, what's, what's it you're in for? We're going to talk about the particulars. We'll talk about um, sort of the highlights and we'll do a bit of a body count and some general um, observations about that entry and then we'll jump to the next one. So it's going to be like speed dating Leprechaun styles, okay? Nice. All right, nice. so Leprechaun 3 hits Vegas, 1995. It's got a 5 out of 10 on IMDb. Doesn't have a critic rating from Rotten Tomatoes, which is always scary. Yes. Um, but has a 34% audience rating of Rotten Tomatoes. It mm. cost $1.2 million to make and made 2.5 mm. at the box office. When I say box office, it actually didn't have a theatre release. It was the first one that was direct-to-video. In saying mm. that, it was the highest uh, grossing direct-to-video film of 1995. So people wow. are still loving Leprechaun at this stage. Wow, that's incredible. 
So two point five on box office or two point five on worldwide rentals is million is pretty substantial. So yeah. this franchise was still bankable. Like yep. it wasn't doing what the first one did, which was like nine hundred thousand to nine point two million, but it was still sure. respectably doing something. Um, yeah. This is the first episode and Marco I'm going to talk at you for a bit because I've got a sneaking suspicion the TLC might need to be called yeah I've, I've already hit them up on MySpace and they've said it's okay for me to uh, join the band because boy oh boy no scrubs I did plenty of scrubbing Let's scrub it up so um, <gasps> basically mate we've got this is the first film that um, in this series directed by Brian Trenchard Smith You'll know that name because he is one of um, the sort of like Ausploitation director royalty. He, Mm -hmm. through the 70s and 80s, directed some amazing Australian genre exploitation flicks to the point that even Tarantino thinks he's a bit of a god. He did um, the Australian kung fu flick, The Man from Hong Kong. He Mm -hmm. also did Turkey Shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Dead End Drive-In, which is, an, I love that movie. It's like a post-apocalyptic adolescent, like almost like Mad Max with neon. Um, Ooh, might have to do that one one Definitely, day. we've got to do an exploitation hit. Um, he also did BMX Bandits, which was Nicole Kidman's oh. first flick, um, plus a bunch of other shit. Like he like literally is an, a genre e- exploitation master. Um it's obviously got Warwick Davies in it again. It's his third crack at the um, his third crack at the Leprechaun, and he's really in this movie. He really lands as like the mm. Leprechaun sort of style. Like he mm. he sort of he settles into the role. Like it's a it's he's really got it as the the mean little green bastard with the Freddy Krueger quips. The Freddy Krueger quips in this are really quite good. The quote is yeah. good. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's so similar to um, Freddy Krueger, absolutely. And Warwick Davies really is the um, Robert Englund of this franchise for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> to the point when when the actors change out, we sort of tune out too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we've also got um, John Gattens, who plays the sort of main dude. The you know, there's always a guy that sort of crosses the crosses the um, leprechaun. He's, he's, he plays this young, naive kid called Scott. He was in Real Steel, that, that robot fighting um, robot fighting Hugh Jackman vehicle back in 2011. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, Lee Armstrong, uh, she's in – she said – Lee Armstrong, she was the, uh, like, I guess almost like a final girl in this, but it really doesn't play on that same genre. But she um, plays Tammy. Mm. Interestingly enough, never she 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 quit acting after this. Movie. Oh no! <laughs> Which is funny because there's actually a line in it where she's like a magician's assistant, and she there's mm. a line where she gets Mitch, the the corrupt casino owner, with this all takes place. Says you you're fired. You'll never work in this industry again. Yeah, right. Telling because it actually was true. She never worked, not in the casino industry, but never worked in film again after that. Yeah, right. Oh dear. Uh, One other really notable, um, notable character in this is uh, the woman that plays Loretta is Caroline Williams. And if you looked closely, dude, you would see that that Loretta, the character, the character Loretta, Caroline Williams, was Stretch in Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. 
Oh, with the DJ. oh, are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah, so and she was also in Sharknado Four, where she remounted the stretch um, character, um, and oh yeah, right. So there you go. She was great in. Yeah. She was great so in. She ha- hardly recognisable, but she had a epic, monumental death that we will talk about this in a minute. Um, the death, mm-hmm. her death, is, is sort of like a highlight. Um, and then she was also in the Verotica um, series. Um, movie that Danzig directed back in 2019 where he did a series of short films from the comic that he did. So there's a there's a Danzig connection there, which I thought was pretty cool. Nice. So, so what is it about, mate? Did you get to end did you get to any of it to figure out what it was actually about, but short of the, the leprechaun in like Vegas? Oh man. Uh, no, I can't answer that question. Uh, I'll help you out, brother. Um <laughs> He basically. This is the first. It's terrible. Episode. Oh, it's all right, man. It's the first episode <laughs> where the leprechaun actually starts to grant wishes if you get his gold. Like that mythology lands in this one. We've mentioned that in the previous episodes that it didn't really do that. Um, but they're twisted wishes. Wishes. They're wishes that are like you know poison chalices. Oh yeah. Um, it also has. He also infects the young boy Scott with his green blood. So it's kind of like this interesting mix of a werewolf tale mm-hmm. and so it's got a little bit of like um the howling in it and the fact that the boy gets attacked by the leprechaun and then get and then he t- starts to turn into a leprechaun and the only way to kill the leprechaun uh, to to cure himself is to to kill the leprechaun so it sort of like has this okay. crossover mythology type of thing which i thought was kind of interesting um and then the other thing is that um You've got this basically fruiting all around Las Vegas, which they didn't actually have any permits, so and they only had enough money to film in Vegas for one day. So all the cutaways well, is just Warwick Davies like cruising around the strip um, yeah. with a camera crew hiding behind poles so they don't get pinged. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Which is a true um, Brian Trenchard Smith uh, approach to filmmaking. Which yeah, guerrilla filmmaking. Yeah. Gotta love it. Um, it's actually Warwick Davies' favorite, most favorite film. He loves this is one it the most. Really? Yeah, it is. Um, and I, to be honest, I think it is, after watching uh, two, it is way more like. And mind you, I watched these back to back in a binge, all the way through. So my, if you stick with that sort of mythology, it's almost like by this one, it's Stockholm syndrome. Like you're actually like. You go, oh, yeah, that one wasn't as bad as the last torture, which is still torture. Um, God, that's great, Adam. Yeah, I, yes, yes. So That's so funny. I'd, I'd like to hear why uh, Warwick Davies likes this one so much. I mean, you explained in your own words then, but I, I, I'm going to try and hunt that down. Like, why exactly? I, I don't know, but I have a feeling it's because the leprechaun was a bit more off the hook on this one. Like, he really was able to imbue his... his thoughts about what the leprechaun could be so mm-hmm. um and like you know and also to the point that this is the first one where warwick davies actually has a cameo in his own film like he's actually on one of the one-armed bandits in the actual casino ah, oh yeah he would have enjoyed that yeah so that's cool uh this bit body count body count so the body count of this is nine kills for a ninety-minute runtime, which basically gives it a KPM of point one, um, or one kill every ten minutes, which is pretty pretty worthy. Um, yeah. So that's that. Cool. Body count. Body count. Um, 
notice most notable kill in this one is when Loretta or Stretch, as we lo- love to call her, makes a wish. She's got this whole thing about not being beautiful anymore. Like she, I think, used to be the magician's uh, assistant and the magi- yes. magician uh, Fazio, who is a real dirtbag. Um, sort of, he always like you know makes her feel bad about herself. So her wish is that she was beautiful again. So the yep. twist on that is that then um, the leprechaun basically. You know, big boobs, big lips, big bum, and just expands, expands, expands until she explodes, which yep. is a pretty exciting death. <laughs> that is an exciting death. Yeah, right. Okay. And well, that 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 you see that a lot on uh, reality TV these days. It's quite a common occurrence now. She really looks like she's become like the most epic version of the plastic surgery disasters and Escape from LA. Yeah, that's cool. So that was sort of, and so that was Leprechaun Three. Um, nice. Evil Leprechaun finds himself in Vegas, where he proceeds to cause mischief, killing people, granting twisted wishes, and infecting a young man with his green blood. Green blood. Dun, I love dun, it. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, all right, listeners. This is the second instalment of the Leprechaun. Now, this is where the shit just gets weird. Um, you know that something goes wrong with a franchise or right with the franchise when they go, look, we're running out of ideas. What are we going to do? I know. And they, and they end up creating this, this weird uh, mythology that goes something like this. Leprechaun 4, Leprechaun in Space. So, what was the what was the tell that maybe that one wasn't taking itself that seriously? <laughs> yeah, for sure. The the title and very nature of it, Leprechaun in Space. I actually watched most of this one ads. This one was the most entertaining one for me by far. Uh, this is when the switch happens. And it goes from being a horror with touches of comedy to just straight out parody of itself yeah. and of yeah. other sci-fi yeah. movies. So, again, uh, Brian Trenchard-Smith returns as the director on this. So, mm-hmm. he's the only returning director in the series. So, this is where he really goes, okay, I'm taking what I do best. I'm going to take this well-known franchise and fucking stick it in for space. Yeah, and and and, no, and it doesn't make a really a lick of sense. Um, no, it doesn't. Which it is doesn't. what is really great about it. Um, a deadly leprechaun is in space to woo a beautiful princess who is impressed by his gold and his desires, um, and desires to separate him from it. Which basically, yeah. he wants to marry the princess, kill the the galactic king, so he can become the king. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's on the there's some space marines and a research yeah. assistant and uh, you know it's like got princesses and evil Dalek looking dudes and it's got a bunch of weird shit in it. But you know the particular oh, so weird. Three point five out of ten IMDb, seventeen percent critics rating and a twenty percent um, audience rating. I find that weird. I would have yeah. thought that this would be much more um, 
more popular. The budget was 1.6 million and it did a video rental return of 6 million. Uh, sorry, 3 million. I was giving it a bit too much. Warwick uh, Davies returns. Okay. Brian Trenchard Smith returns. Um, it's got a couple of, you know, they're pretty much all no name actors. There's McGill mm. A. Nerez Jr., who they don't even really know. He was Spider, one of the punks in Return of the Living Dead. Um, okay, cool. It's also got Rebecca Carlton, who plays the princess. She was a Baywatch babe. She's actually from New Zealand and grew up in yeah. Australia. Um, yeah. And they she, put her in a bikini in that, yeah. in, in this. Yeah, it's funny that you would never thought. But she also, like, one of my favorite Dolph Lundgren movies, which is The Last Patrol, which is his post apocalyptic film. She wasn't in that, but she sung on the soundtrack. Which oh, was, look, that's just as good. It's just as good. And the funny thing is, I don't know if that movie is known for its soundtrack because I can't. <laughs> it had a soundtrack? What? No, um, there's nothing, nothing's coming to mind for me either. I was just thought, I, I just got caught up on like uh, radioactive goat milk, but that's 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 a movie for another time. Um, yes. The, and then the other sort of, you know how we love our British comedy from the 80s, Marco? Absolutely. George and Mildred. George take, and Mildred. take me to George and Mildred's house for sure. Well, uh, Guy Sinner, who um, was the evil cybernetic robot, master overlord in this who oh, was a human yeah. body sort of on a Dalek base. He was actually Lieutenant Goober in L O L O, the um <laughs> the 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 German the German a guy keep on coming into Rene's cafe. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, yes. So and and it was funny because I didn't clock it straight away because he, he does this like it's sort of a Wizard of Oz moment in this movie where he's always on a camera and he's always doing it where the camera's looking up at him. He's all looking really evil and nah, nah, Doctor Evil style. And then when the big reveal, he sort of rolls in on a Dalek base and he's all like half robotic and shit. But yeah, yeah. What was weird about that is that he was actually in Doctor Who back in the day as well. So, was he? So That's a very cool. He wasn't Davros, the Dalek King, but he's sort of like he's channeling Davros. Um, so gotcha. I'm, just, I'm just showing my nerd heritage there too. Yeah, I just it's great. So it's great. This is what I was hoping would happen, man. I was, I, I, I'm really stoked because you, you would binge watch these and you, were, you have been so excited. It's great to see you t- tell us all this. It's great, man. So um, he was also in Star Trek, just add to that. <laughs> ah, um, so he's got a pretty good pedigree in yeah, the like, uh, in space and I'm realm. Sure, and, of, and he uh, has the feeling that he would have been actually a, a Shakespearean actor too. Like he's sort of theater. He's got a theater background yeah. in the UK, I reckon. But yeah, he definitely has in space credentials. He brought the in space credentials to this movie. Um, there's a bunch <laughs> of stuff in it that would, does not hold up, like smoking in high. Um, you know, all the Marines are smoking in a spaceship with a high oxygen pet. You know, that doesn't happen. Yeah. They're shooting <laughs> off rounds of machine machine guns. Um, yeah, it's all it's all bullshit. But it's in it, it it's particularly great. There's a couple of points. It's in awesome. This. this one was good. Uh, Warwick Davies uses a lightsaber. Um, yes. The reason why that's interesting is because we've mentioned it before, he was in Return of the Jedi and the Star Wars sequels as an Ewok. Um, right. So pulling out a green lightsaber is a really cool nod. Um, did you know that the door, the door, sliding door sound effects in the spaceship was yeah. actually the sound effect from the Doom video games in the um, you know the, the original Doom? Like, well, 
Yeah. So. Oh, that's cool. Did not know that. Which is interesting because Brian Trenchard-Smith has actually said that he was disappointed with this movie because he believed the special effects were below PlayStation. <laughs> oh, mate. I'll tell you what. You're so right, man. I was waiting for you to mention the special effects because this is like the Aliens template, right? The, oh, the totally. Space Marines. It's taken the piss out of Aliens left, right, and center, but just put yeah, it yeah, uh, Leprechaun yeah. in, right? There's no Xenomorphs. There's no HR Geiger. It's like a leprechaun and Windows ninety five. Like it's yeah. it's yeah. it's pretty bad. It's yeah. pretty bad. It's and it's um it's and it's basically the the and this is leads in beautifully to two parts. Um and one is this bit. Body count, body count. So it has a body count of nine kills on 95 minutes, which gives it a 0.095 kills per minute or one kill every 10.5 minutes, um, which is cool. Body count, body count. I'm, I'm ripping through them. But one of those kills and the kill, they all have a standout kill. You'll notice this in the formula. The standout kill in this one is directly related to the alien piss take. And when I say okay. piss take, I use that term very very deliberately because <laughs> alien is well known oh, yes. alien is well known for the chest busting um scenes when the xenomorph has been planted in and pops out um yep. the way that the leprechaun gets i'm going to draw this out the way that the leprechaun gets onto the spaceship is that he one of the marines has a piss uh-huh. and they've chopped off the leprechaun's head and they think he's dead but then the energy of the leprechaun swims up the stream of the urine and and he possesses all, you know, it's like the face hugger, but it enters via penile entry. Yep. And that's all good. And you go, oh, yeah, that's that's going to come back to bite him, you know, like the clap. Literally, yeah. And uh, so then the next, uh, they're up on the ship and he's about to get funky with one of the uh, female Marines. And then they do the most worst <laughs> version of the chest busting scene but it's a it's a doodle busting scene basically yeah the leprechaun yeah he, he comes out um of you know bursts, bursts out of the marines pp but it is done so badly that you don't see it you don't for, see it you see you see him, there's extreme close-ups screaming lots of noise there's a weird sort of bulge in his pants and then it cuts away uh-huh. and then the leprechaun just sort of rises up from the bottom of the screen and he goes yeah oh, and then he pulls out and says like i always say my lad always use a prophylactic That's right. <laughs> and it's like dun, 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 dun. that is such an eye-opening scene it's like what the heck jen was actually watching it with me at that time and she says oh no they're not they're not. They're not. And she looked away at the point because it doesn't show it. But if you look away no. and then look back and he's there, your yeah. mind boggles to think that did they actually just show that they don't. But um, it's great. It's a. It's it is a standout piece yeah. of cinema in the Leprechaun series. But look again. <laughs> It is what it is. It's it's it, it is a perfect example of where this franchise is going. It went mm-hmm. to space. Mm-hmm. Which, it um, went to space. Which brings us then to the next one. Leprechaun five. Good grief. Uh, I know it got there, didn't it? Um, it got there. So Leprechaun Five is interesting in the sense that let's do this. Mac Daddy is the most successful man in all of hip-hop. 
This is real good shit. Hey, get these losers out. What's the secret behind his golden success? Butch, Stray Bullet, and Postmaster P are about to find out. Kind of like Robin Hood. Instead, we're going to be robbing in the hood. Be gold, you thieving hoods. You got more loot than Tiger Woods. <laughs> He's me. Did somebody say blow? <laughs> what kind of voodoo shit you boys into? We done unleashed the whole supernatural whack pack. <laughs> we don't go down without a fight. Right? Right? Right. Ah! He's green. Mm, curious aroma. That's the bomb right there. The bomb? Ah. The bomb. Does she meet with your approval? Sit down, my healthy filly. You're about to meet a club named Billy. Come and let me lay hands upon your sinful creature. Warwick Davis. Ice tea. Leprechaun 5. Size doesn't matter. Oh, dear. Oh. Leprechaun 5. Or in the hood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. They had... So, because... Oh, man. Okay, so in, in From Space, they had, you know, J- Jason X. We had Hellraiser in space, Leprechaun in space. Well, actually, we Leprechaun had... in space predated both Jason X and... What? Yeah, I know, dude. Like, just to jump back on that last one, Leprechaun went to space first. <laughs> oh my! It started fuck. the I, space trajectory. What? Oh my god! So, I thought it was the other way around. Yeah. Now, wh- what about this one? What about this one? Did it come out before or after? Like, um, Gangst- tales, gangster paradise, <laughs> gangster paradise, tales from the hood. Uh, it was 2000, so I think it might have, yeah. Yes, this is it the, would have, okay. The thing oh, is, God. So, The Leprechaun is a trailblazing, schlocky series, which was like, we would, I'd say, it, a perfect example of what happens. And I actually was with you. I thought that it sort of just followed the trajectory of other franchises, but in looking at the deep dive, it, it actually was a trailblazer. So, in 2000, this came out. It has a 3.7 rating on IMDb. It's 33% critics rating and 32% critics rating. So it actually does pretty well, and I think it's probably Mm. because of Ice-T. Out of Mm -hmm. all the other films, like this had a $1.4 million budget. I don't know what the box office is. But out of all the other films, this one is actually seriously acted. There's actually some acting pedigree in here that – like. Ice T brings it. It's really good. Like, of course he does. Ice T playing a gangster is not really acting, but he does it with flair. Yeah, um, all, I love Ice T. All the young actors in it are um, are just really committed to it. Like the young, the young um, hip hoppers that are trying to get a deal with Mac Daddy. Um, yeah, if you take all of the Leprechaun bits out of it, this feels like a gangster tale. Yeah, okay. You know, trying to get out of the hood and by you know being doing your music. Um, Got you. But you see, it's, is it sort of a little bit like uh, Buster Rhymes was in Child's Play? Kind of, yeah. But I think that this day, the difference with Buster Rhymes being in Child Play is that Child Play was the first one and of the series, and Buster was trying to get into film. This is mm-hmm. bringing in some pedigree hip hop artists to save a franchise. <laughs> 
Got you. Got you. So, ah, so I'd say that the $1.4 million budget was probably spent on iced tea and the three-second cameo of Coolio playing himself. Yep. <laughs> and, and cocaine. And cocaine. So, you've got Warwick Davies returning. It's directed by Rob Sherpa, who I really couldn't find anything. It's got iced tea and Coolio, like I said, does a um, come basically comes in for a couple of seconds. It's the lep in the hood comes to no good is the slogan. Um, That's great. It's Look, this film is hilarious in the sense that it doesn't take itself – it takes itself more seriously in space because, like, you'd have to because you could not take in space serious at all. But no, they've sort of no. come back around. And this has got – the leprechauns are just – there's a really interesting thing because they started doing this rhyming slogan stuff with the Leprechaun from around series yeah. episode three, movie yeah. three. It really comes into its own in here because the the Irish rhyming slang then becomes viewed in a hip hop uh, sense. So in this okay. movie, literally every five minutes, someone breaks out into a rap. So it's like a limerick. Limerick raps. <laughs> yeah, limerick raps. Wow, that's yeah, right. That's so really cool. So um. So he, so like, it's like basically you're getting lots, and you saw in that trailer, there's lots of little limericks in there, like that's, yeah, and, and it, but it's he sort of, you know, it's like meeting, it's, it's meeting that sort of, you know, element of that he's a rapper in a gangster's paradise. Got you, got you. And, you know, I'm it's get- all about gold bling and, you know, like, yeah. and, you know, yeah. they've just merged these two unlikely things together. Yeah. And it kind of oh, works. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of like House of Pain, Jump. You remember that song? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm thinking of that. It, it, it just sorry, that's just the way my my mind works. But yeah, I, I yeah. So I'm for getting, a movie getting... in the 2000s, but literally it is a 90s hip hop movie with the Leprechaun yep. in it. Um, yep. Some yep. notable things in it is the Leprechaun actually raps in this. He has a Great. full towards the end at the credits. I'm going to play this as our little gift to you at the end. Um, oh yeah. So, like I said, everybody, every 10 minutes, um, someone breaks in, or five to 10 minutes, someone breaks into rap to explain the situation. Um, The leprechaun uses this new special power that if you tap someone on the head, they become possessed by, and they almost become zombified. And he does this with a whole heap of, like, club dancer girls, like hot girls in gold dresses. um, And they become his backup dancers. Cool. He may or may not have sex with them, with... A man in a dress. <laughs> it's, a, no, it's a little bit obscure there. I'm not sure, which is kind of funny. Um, he, they, and they actually, spoiler alert, they defeat him by tricking him into smoking a pipe with a four leaf clover in it. <laughs> <laughs> they went there. But he doesn't, but he doesn't die. This is the first in the <laughs> Leprechaun movies where he doesn't get killed at the end. He just gets. Like um, he just gets basically munted by 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 a full leaf clover. Why did <laughs> why didn't someone think of that in all the other episodes? Let's get him stoned. Well, with particularly clover. and this is the first time the four leaf clover comes back into the series from the first one when oh, o- O'Grady sticks the four leaf clover on the <laughs> crate in the bottom of the farmhouse. So, oh, um, man. but yeah, this body count, body count. So the body count on this is ten. Mm-hmm. Uh ninety-one minute runtime. It has uh it means basically it's what point 
one zero nine. That's maths is kills per minute, or a one kill every nine point one minutes. Um, and as you would expect in a gangster movie, it's it's you know lots of side side handling guns like yo we're gonna get oh, you yeah. mofo all that sort of business. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know it's it's there. So that's body count, body count. Marco, did you know this film had to be uh, paused shooting because uh, Warwick Davis had chronic flatulence? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little, t- <laughs> little. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's a commentary or. or oh no, mate! We've got a what? How bad is that flatulence? Did you have to like postpone? Like no one was going to be on set with him. Like he's a little dude. Like that must have been rancid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, man! What was he eating? What was in what was food that was in fashion back then? Maybe he was eating it, and it just did not agree. Was, that was, is there hilarious. Was, there, was something, there was something going on in that. So. There's something going around. Yeah, something going around for sure. He, <laughs> that is hilarious. I've, ne- wow, I've never heard I've of never a, heard I've that. never heard of a film that has had to be paused oh, because of chronic flatulence. I wonder if Ricky Gervais knows that. I, I, I'm sure he does. I'm sure that they've laughed about that so much. I reckon he probably does. Like, how yeah. could you? How could you not? Um, so basically, <laughs> that's the Leprechaun series. Look, well, we're not going to go much further than this. Is it? Like, I think we've we've rung this we've rung this out, this out as much as we can across three episodes. Um, mm-hmm. So there is a sixth one, the final one that Warwick Davies is actually in, which is. Um, <laughs> back to the hood. <laughs> oh no! It's, it's like a sequel within a sequel. Like it's the sixth in the it's sixth in the series, but the sequel to number five. Yeah. Um. And look, mate, it's really um. And after that, then Warwick Davies isn't isn't in them anymore. And um. Okay. That's it's a bit sad. They're, the they bring in a couple of different small actors, little actors, but the final one is 2018, um, and I'm going to mention this just as a wraparound, is that there's not many repeat car- people in this series. Like, Warwick Davies is there. Brian Trenchard-Smith as a director has come back in. Mark Holton, who plays Ozzy mm. in one, comes back in eight as Ozzy again, <laughs> still in the town, running an Uber service and a paint ser- painting service and all out of the same pickup truck. Um, yep. And it's the daughter of Janice, <laughs> Jennifer Anderson, Back to the farmhouse, which for some reason a university has turned it into a frat university sorority. Oh my god! Um, So it's leprechaun frat house. Yeah. So, um, and it's the the only notable thing is Mark Holton's back as Aussie. So, um, but that's pretty much the long and the short of it, Mark. Well done, Adam. Your your enthusiasm and your Bre- the depth and breadth of your knowledge of this franchise is to be commended. It is fantastic. You have done more for this franchise than the franchise itself it's, has done in the last few years. Well done. It's a, it's it's a, it's a fun franchise. I've got to say, I, I I do enjoy it, and I and Tubi threw us a good one this spooky season uh, mm-hmm. by like putting it. Putting it, um, putting one, two, three, four, and five all, and I think seven and eight. They've for some reason not six, and that's probably the other reason. Is I haven't seen um, Back to the Hood, and okay, and so I didn't feel that I was in a position to be able to um, 
talk about it unless we'd yeah. seen it. So, I mean, mind, and you probably just thank yourselves, lucky listeners, because you probably would be talking about that right now if it was, <laughs> if we if we got there. Um, but look, Warwick <laughs> Davies is a champion. The, the, the directors have gone through. They started in small town America. They went to LA. They went to Vegas. They went to space. They went to the hood. They went back to the hood. What more could you ask? Well, then they returned back to their roots, and it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. So um, check this out just quickly before we go. From the land of the Irish Spring. Dublin's the place where I learned my thing. From the Emerald Isle to your place in the hood. I'm the man of green, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Left in the hood, come to do no good. Blunt is dope, this place is hype. There's a lass, she's just my type. I hate your results so soon, madam. Haven't been late so long, it's happening. So this is the end of the movie. It's the last, literally, the last three minutes into the credits. So if you have got no other time in your life, scr- uh-huh. I give permission to the listeners to scrub mm-hmm. and go to the Warwick Davies rap, which he apparently wrote himself. No. Yeah. So well done, Mr. Davies. Um, oh, it's so good, Marco. <laughs> yes, so we. Uh, this is dropping the night before Halloween. It is. We've got a special treat, a trick, or a treat for our our learned listeners. Learned uh, listeners. We're going to drop an episode tomorrow on Halloween. Hell yeah! Are we? Should we just? Should we just let them in on it? Yeah, I reckon we should. We owe it to them, Adam. They've stuck with us so far, and they've come through the Leprechaun series unscathed. I think we we do owe them that. All right, well, I'll give you the uh, the pleasure because this is like one of your comfort movies. <laughs> it is a comfort movie. We are going to talk about Freddy versus Jason, the epic monster versus monster 2003 battle movie. So, mate, uh, we'll we'll do a bit of a deep dive on that one. Listeners, make sure you uh, clear your calendar. We're going to talk about it. It'll drop on Monday night, um, Mm -hmm. and we will park it at that, Marco. Yep. Chronic chronic flatulence is not an excuse to not listen. It's funny. Just as you said chronic flatulence, I burped, which is... Oh, uh, (laughs) phew. 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 Marco, is there anything more you'd like to add? Look, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Christ. It's finished! Like this.